What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard. Hope things are well with you wherever you are today. Hope it's payday for you. For you weekly and bi-weekly wage earners, maybe it is. Maybe for those of you that get paid the last day of the month like I used to, today would be a payday. So I hope that you guys have a chance to get out and do some things that you enjoy this weekend. I will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I don't know how much I will enjoy that, but I will share with you that any time that I get a chance to watch Mississippi State play in person uh, is a good day. Win or lose, it's a good day because I could be back in the uh, retail furniture business not that I didn't enjoy managing a team, but it, uh, it's much nicer. The alternative is much, much better. Had a great time last night at Capitol Grill there in Jackson, Mississippi, in the DeVille Plaza. Had a book signing there. Had a really nice turnout. Got a chance to meet some of you guys, too. It's a really cool little place. And I would say probably maybe 30 or so people came in there told me that the ball books and say it's the first time I've ever been in here. And so my hope is you'll go back. Uh, Lance, Corky, those guys do a great job there. I had never been there before either. And they have this uh, special hamburger they're really proud of. Uh, I didn't have that. I had the, uh, the War Eagle chicken sandwich. Somebody told me that one of the uh, patrons there said that was their favorite item to order. So I checked it out. I uh, had the cheese sticks. Man, it was great. It's a great vibe. They've got, you know, probably about, I don't know, 20 TVs in there and to set up for different ball games. And so uh, if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area tomorrow and you want to go watch some college football, let me, let me encourage you to go to Capitol Grill. Go check those guys out. Uh, and listen, it's been a good week on the book tour. I mean, it really has been. We've been around a little bit, and we're trying to spend all of our time between now and Christmas in-state, kind of taking care of our base. And uh, part of that, too, to be honest with you, is there are some vendors and some bookstores and some retailers that have been incredibly supportive of me the last four years. Uh, they've all carried the books. They've uh, set up book signings. They've uh, you know done a lot of things to kind of help me. And so now that we're kind of dealing with this global pandemic stuff, but a lot of these folks took a real beating, you know, during the shutdown. You all know that. I mean, it's not, it's not something that uh, you're unaware of. But it's easy now that we've kind of had some sense of normalcy again that, um, you know, we forget that a lot of these people that depend on our retail dollars to support their families have really struggled. And so I'm trying to make a commitment to the people that have been committed to me 
And so for this year, through Christmas, all the book signings are going to be in the state of Mississippi because I want to help Mississippi businesses, uh, e- even the ones that haven't been supportive of me. You know, I-, I encourage you to spend your money in state whenever you can. I know it's a lot easier to get on Amazon sometimes because uh, they do make it very easy. But you can't find – we're not selling Stark Villains or Alpha Dogs on Amazon. We sold a ton of books on Amazon for Flim Flam. Uh, and we'll probably do some business with them again down the road. But, um, you know, I just want to support our local vendors. I'm a firm believer in eating local and buying local. And that means sometimes doing business with independent businesses rather than the national chains. And I get it. A lot of those national chains employ Bulldog people. But they also had the financial wherewithal to kind of weather these storms uh, with a little less trepidation than, say, you know, our, our you know, Book Martin Cafe or Campus Book Martin, people like that. And so uh, my allegiance is with them. And uh, I feel very, very good about those convictions. And so hope that you guys will uh, maybe follow suit. That's, you know, when I get out and go eat restaurants, uh, I've got some friends that are in the industry. And when I'm traveling, I'll say, hey, listen, I'm going to be here today or this day or whatever day. Uh, where do I need to eat? And I have been amazed at the places that people have told me about that I would never have known about, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. I say, hey, if you're in the mood for this, then you need to go here. And ordinarily, I wouldn't have had those uh, those options because I wouldn't have been you know, made aware of them. And so I enjoy doing that. I think it's a great thing to do. Again, eat local, shop local, uh, invest your money in your community. And uh, that's what we're trying to do, too. You know, and uh, everybody that is involved with my book projects kind of kind of defer to me with that kind of stuff. But they're all kind of similarly situated with me when it comes to helping our Mississippi vendors. And so this fourth quarter is very important you know, for many vendors. And so we're going to do our part and try to help them out. I hope that you guys will as well. I really do. Because there are some vendors in Starkville that are really struggling. You know, we lost a couple national names in Starkville during the global pandemic, kind of casualties of COVID. And, uh, so, and but we'll recover. But my hope is, is that uh, your favorite vendors, you know, whether they be, you know, Giggle Swick or Bulldog Burger Company or you know, the veranda or any places like that. I, you know, my hope is, is that uh, you'll support them. You can get gift certificates to just about every business in town. And uh, so at some point you're going to use them, whether you're coming to football games this year or next year or baseball, whatever, go get some Bulldog Burger or some Eat With Us uh, gift cards and uh, give those things as gifts to other people or save them for yourself. So, again, I'm a, uh, I'm a Starkville guy. And I'm, I'm here until the end. That's the plan anyway. You know, I mean, you never know what life's going to hold for you. But uh, my plan is to be here. And so I'm invested in this community. And I know how much you guys love Starkville, too. So I'm asking you not to support them. So, again, great day at Capitol Grill yesterday evening. Sold a ton of books and uh, had a great meal. And uh, looking forward to uh, some bigger things down the road uh, with those folks. Again, go support them and support, even if you can't make it to Starkville, even if you're, you know, even if you're in Bug Tussle, Missouri, I encourage you to eat the independent local places and shop local whenever you can. Speaking of eating local, Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsor of the show. If you're in Stark Vegas or in Tupelo, and uh, maybe you're uh, you're getting ready to, to you know get out and go watch some college football, maybe you're tired of being cooped up in the house a little bit, and you're healthy, not exhibiting any symptoms of COVID or any cold-related symptoms, go to Bulldog Burger Company. Watch a game. You can have an adult beverage there. You can have a great meal. You can have a good dessert. You know, when you're done, if you, if you want to, you can have a, a chocolate shake to go. But you're going to be running other, other Bulldog and Rebel fans and have a chance to, uh, to watch college football. And there's just something about watching the game with other people that makes it a little more exciting. It's kind of hard to high-five yourself. 
So Bulldog Burger Company is kind of your tailgating location for those of you guys that can't make it to the game. I've recently tried the Jalapeno Poppers Burger. It is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Got a message uh, from a young listener here. Uh, I say young, a you know, teenage listener here uh, a couple weeks ago. Said they went to Bulldog Burger Company and had the Pimentology ad bacon for the first time. It was a life changer. He is now the most proper guy in his high school. Probably going to be the homecoming king because of that burger. Go see what it does for you. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, so since we have been together, you guys are well aware we've had a little more attrition on the team. There will be some more. I told you guys Wednesday morning that uh, I expected some more. And, I mean, it wasn't long after I had the show recorded. Uh, I'm getting messages from multiple people saying, hey, uh, Tyrell Shavers no longer on team. Then I started getting messages that said, hey, Tyrell Shavers and Trey Lawson no longer on team. And then I got one guy that sent me all three names, HMR Stewart. And so I was getting ready to, uh, to hit the road. And so I shared it in our little group text, our jeanspage.com 247 little group text. You know, everybody's got those when they're little work groups and friends groups and things like that. And said, hey, guys, I don't have time to chase this, but let's, let's get to work on this. And, uh, you know, before we know it, it didn't take any time. We were able to kind of confirm that those, those guys were gone. And uh, so we report the story. We're able to break that. And, and our attitude about that is this. We don't like reporting bad news about Mississippi State, but we're going to report all news about Mississippi State. And I'm a firm believer, and I have shared this with people that are decision makers, is that when there is bad news to report about Mississippi State, I think it's better received coming from us. I know some of you would say, well, Steve, the facts are the facts. Well, that's true. But wouldn't you rather read it from us than, say, the Clarion Ledger? You know, I mean, that's just – and, again, that's not – casting any aspersions at uh, young Ty Horka. Uh, I think Ty Horka does a good job. But my point being is that uh, when it's our news to report, I think it's better served coming from Mississippi State-affiliated folks. That's my attitude. I'll always believe that, and I've always believed that um, you guys probably appreciate it more from us because there have been some reporters uh, in our state over the years, and I'm not talking about any current reporters, uh, but there have been some guys that have taken a lot of glee, guys and gals, uh, I remember when Dak Prescott was arrested for a uh, for suspicion of DUI that some people within our state, some, quote, journalists, and I use that with Dr. Evil quotes, some journalists, they identify as journalists, but they're really a bunch of hacks. Uh, one person in particular, I can't remember which one it was, I'm sure somebody will remind me, but uh, some journalist with the Clarion Ledger uh, tweeted out this, like a smiley emoji about Dak Prescott getting a DUI or suspicion of a DUI. It turns out that, you know, that never went to be. But, you know, there are some people out there that take glee in reporting the misfortune of Mississippi State. And I, it's incredible. I, I know you'll be shocked by this, but many of those people attended the University of Mississippi for college. It's like I go back to the whole Kyle Vesey thing at, at uh, the Ledger. And I know some of you guys like Kyle. I, you know, I think Kyle's a good guy, too. I think Kyle's a very smart and intelligent writer. But the fact that Rusty Hampton hired an Ole Miss grad – to cover Mississippi State for the state's largest newspaper was an idiotic decision. And again, that's not to say that Kyle Vizzi didn't work hard. He certainly did. And I'm not saying anything negative about Kyle, but that would be like hiring me you know, to cover Ole Miss for the Clarion Ledger. And some would say, well, Steve, you're probably a bigger Bulldog fan than Kyle is an Ole Miss fan. Don't, don't, get, don't get duped, okay? Don't get duped. Oh, well, he's a Fandy fan. Yeah, me too. I'm a Southern Miss fan. Yeah, right? So my point being is that when this kind of things happen, we want to report it. We feel that we have an obligation and responsibility to all of you 
to report that. And we get beat on something, man, it drives us crazy. And it's not just me. I mean, I'm probably the most competitive person that I know, at least in our industry, uh, as far as Mississippi State affiliated. But, you know, Paul and I both talk about that. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I can't remember the last time somebody beat us on a commitment and there are so many guys out there, players that are taking, you know, taking ownership of their own decision, and we certainly respect that. But being really the only game in town – if we ever get beat on a, on a commitment, I don't care if it's the, if it's the kids, you know, high school newspaper or radio station or whatever, it drives us insane because we want to be the one-stop shop for all things Mississippi State related. And so if somebody hits the portal or somebody leaves a team or anything like that goes on, it we agonize over every bit of that. And, and it, part of it is because, you know, we're a little bit worried how you're going to receive this stuff, but we're never not going to report news. I know it's a double negative there, but I know it's, we're never going to avoid negative topics just for the sake of being negative. There was a time years ago that kind of our attitude was, well, you know, we want to be, always be positive Mississippi State. Uh, you know, when I got to be more in charge, more of a decision maker in this operation, that was one of the things that I said is I want to report everything, good, bad, or indifferent. If there's any news about Mississippi State that's breaking, we want to break it. And I think we do for the most part. There are some things we get beat on. You know, if there's 100 things and we break 98 of them, I'm going to sit up at night worrying about those two we didn't get, thinking, okay, well, what what relationship do we need to build here to make sure we don't lose this thing in the future? It's never okay with me that we just miss on those things. But uh, so very happy to report that news. But the bigger issue, uh, besides uh, you know our commitment to giving you guys the most up to date and accurate information from Mississippi State, is that we've had three more players leave the team. Now I say leave the team, and that's the nicest way to put this. There's a lot of people out there that have varying opinions about this. And I talked to some people yesterday and said, hey, what's kind of the sentiment out there? And I said, well, you know, it's, there's no middle ground. There's a lot of emotional reaction, and it all comes from a good place. It comes from the fact that all these folks love Mississippi State. And I think if we get that established first, it's kind of easier to deal with the rest of it. You know, there's some people out there that are going to be negative no matter what happens. I mean, it's like, you know, they're going to find the one gray cloud in a clear blue sky. But this is not that scenario. You know, we've, we've got some issues that we're working through. And to sit here and be Pollyannish about that would be irresponsible. Is it a good thing for long-term development of our program? Yeah, I believe that it is. Because I'm, I believe in rules, and I believe in standards, and I believe in expectations and accountability. And so a lot of people look at me, and they see this bohemian look of mine, and they think, oh, you know, well, Steve's a guy that doesn't think the rules apply. You're wrong about that. That's kind of how I was raised. He said, there is a standard, and if you don't meet the standard, there are consequences. And so that's what you're experiencing now. Now, there are some people out there with their, quote, sources that, uh, you know, couldn't pick Mike Leach out of a lineup uh, that'll sit here and tell you, oh, well, this is what I've heard. It didn't hurt anything. They just, they imagine something, and then they pass it off on social media is, oh, well, here's what I've heard. And some of it is so unbelievably ridiculous, it's not even worthy of comment. But I say that to say this. Many of the players that you're still leaving are not contributors. We expect the Tyrell Shavers to be a contributor for the next couple of years. One of the things that I keep getting back to, and I don't, I don't want to be heavy-handed when I say this, but one of the things that I keep getting back to, whether it be our experience or other experiences, you know, we, people that have left us, there hadn't been many. You know, we, we probably have had more attrition, roster attrition in the last, uh, you know, week than we've had probably in the last four or five years combined. A lot of people that come to Mississippi State, they love it here, they don't leave. And sometimes that's not a good thing. 
sometimes it's bad to let guys that are non-contributors hang around. Now you can't run people off for, you know, for academic or athletic performance. You can't just go cut a guy. This isn't high school football. There's an, there's an arrangement. There's a contract. And uh, you know, if, if a guy has uh, you know behavioral issues, a guy or a gal has behavioral issues, yeah, you can dismiss them for a violation of team rules. But you can't just go cut somebody because they're not good at the sport that you signed them. They didn't sign themselves. You offered them a scholarship, they accept it. There's a covenant there. But at the end of the day, you can, you can pull guys aside and say, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if you're ever going to play here. It will keep you on scholarship. However, and that's where I give Dan Mullen a lot of credit. When we had those guys, when it was obvious that they were going to struggle here, you know, Dan and his staff, would, they'd kind of help them find the landing spot. You know, they, they, would, they would. They wouldn't just throw a kid out there and say, kid, best of luck. But, of course, in those days, we didn't have the transfer portal. So things have changed a lot in that respect. You know, kids and, play, and players, I say kids, I hate that. That's almost a derogatory term when you're referring to a 20-year-old person. Anybody that can go fight for our freedom is not a kid. But uh, be that as it may, you know, when you've got young people like this that have these decisions to make, uh, you know, they're now empowered to take more you know, control of that. Used to, you'd have to go speak to your coach or the compliance department and get a release. And sometimes there were conditions on that release. You can't transfer to an in-conference school. You can't transfer to a future opponent. Now there are those restrictions no longer exist. And somehow we've all survived. But there are a lot of people out there that believe the transfer portal has answered all their problems. I'm a firm believer in wherever you go, there you are. Uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names because I don't, you know, think it's important. But uh, I have people that point out these tweets because once people leave our program, I unfollow them on Twitter. I've got no need to, you know, to see them do the tomahawk chop or anything like that. Not, not the least bit interested in any of that. I'm a Mississippi State guy. And so outside of maybe following some, uh, you know, some rock and roll stuff, for the most part, I follow Mississippi State and sports stuff. But uh, I don't really care to follow other programs. I don't follow any Southern Miss or Ole Miss people because I don't care about any of that stuff. But when these guys leave, sometimes you find out later, people will say, hey, did you see this tweet? I'm like, no, I didn't. And, uh, you know, the people that were kind of malcontents here, the people that were on Twitter crying here are now crying elsewhere. And so the problem wasn't Mississippi State. The problem was them. You know, there are some people, that's just kind of who they are. It's who they are. It's what they do. They become whiners. They stay whiners. And they go through life as whiners until they have some accountability that says hey stop whining do your job but there's some people they just bleed their emotions all over social media and everybody thinks oh what's wrong what's wrong let's go pat them on the back let's get them an icicle and say listen let's go sit down here in the shade and talk about all the things that are on your mind what's what's hurt your feelings who hurts you you know there are some people that require that, but there are also some people that become crisis junkies, and then every time things aren't going their way, and every time they're not performing at a high level, all of a sudden there's some you know other issue out there that, uh, well, well, I was playing good, and I was happy until coach hurt my feelings. And I was doing good, and I was doing that until my professor turned me in because I didn't turn in an assignment. And I was doing good, and I was getting along great until the police were picking on me in the Cotton District. You know, it's, it's crazy. The, the common denominator in all those scenarios is the player. He just happens to play for Mississippi State. And then all of a sudden they go put something on Twitter, and then some of our fans just take that as gospel. They don't forget the fact they're only hearing one side of the story. You know, it's like, oh, well, well, this guy tweeted this. Mike Leach must be a tyrant. Oh, well, this guy said this. Chris Lamontis must be a jerk. 
well, this guy said this. What's wrong with Ben Howland? Ben Howland's got to go. All because some young person, in many respects, and some of these people get on Twitter and share these things, you know, they're incredibly immature. I mean, you see them on TV and you see them in a media opportunity that they've been prepped for and, and that kind of rehearsed for, and we, and we think we know them, but we don't know them. And many of you are not grown up enough to follow young people on Twitter. You know, there'll be sometimes a player will tweet out lyrics to a song or having a, a relationship issue or something completely unrelated to Mississippi State, and they say something that we, you know, we think is considered negative, and we all automatically assume somehow Mississippi State is at fault here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Mississippi State makes every decision, but Mississippi State is not at fault for these players that are leaving your program right now. They're not. I know it's easy to blame Mississippi State first. That's the easy thing to do. Because there's no shortage of national media guys that are not fans of Mike Leach. And so it's easy to, well, maybe they're right. They're not. And there are some things that I'm not going to speak about. There are some things that aren't up for public consumption. Has Mike Leach made some mistakes since he's been here? Absolutely. He'll tell you the same. But these players leaving our program is for the betterment of our program. Now, any time you lose players midseason, it hurts your depth. I mean, you know, Trey Lawson was starting to play a little bit. You know, he was starting to get out there and play some defensive end. You know, so you, that's just one less guy that you have over the course of a ball game. Because football is a very physical game, and sometimes you got to give somebody a break. But the bottom line is, is that, um, you know, these guys leave, and um, – it opens up a spot for somebody else that will come in here and do what we ask them to do. It gives you an opportunity to bring guys in that fit the system. It gives you an opportunity to bring guys in that will follow the rules. And that's not to say the next guys will be better than the older guys, but there will be an understanding. That's the thing, is you build on this experience and you, you set a precedent for the next group. It says, you know what, if you come in here and you do stupid stuff, you're going to win stupid prizes, and one of those is going to be a one-way ticket to the NCAA transfer portal. If you come in here and you don't do what you're asked to do, if you come in here and you're a bad actor and you break rules and you don't live up to your end of the deal of what it means to be a Mississippi State Bulldog, then you don't get to stay. There are many of you that I think sometimes we, we, we view college athletics almost like we do you know, travel team baseball. Well, wait a minute, I paid my money, so I, didn't, I should play. I need to play as much as this guy. We paid just as much as that family did. Okay, that's not reality. This is the Southeastern Conference. And then we say, well, you know, I don't understand why we can't ever get her to the hump. Why can't we ever get to Atlanta? And then we want to make excuses for the people that are detrimental uh, to the success of the team. Stop making excuses for them. Everybody understood the rules when they signed on here. When Mike Leach got here, he told everybody, Hey, there's a handful of things you got a one-strike policy with. A handful of things. You cheat, you're gone. Violence against women, you're gone. You get involved with drugs, you're gone. And there were a couple other things. But these are the rules that everybody accepted and everybody agreed upon when we began this journey together. And now, you know, some things happen. You know, and some people leave, and they think, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike. Give these guys another chance. Well, it, you start making excuses for people, and you start showing favoritism, and you start teaching people that the rules don't apply uniformly to everybody, 
It's anarchy. You might as well just go ahead and fold up shop, you know, not have the football program, but that's what you're going to do. Because there's, here's the deal. There's 120 other guys out there. When we get into fall camp, we carry 85 on scholarship. We have 20 walk-ons. So Mike Leach, when he has one guy that is consistently causing problems in the football program, he has 104 other guys that are looking at him to see how to act. And so all of a sudden, if this guy, hey, well, everybody knows that they broke the rule. Well, if that person is held accountable, then it teaches me, you know what? I better not break the rule. But if this guy breaks the rule and then we don't, you know, we don't discipline him, we don't hold him accountable, then the message is, oh, I can kind of do what I want to do because I've got a mulligan. Because if I do run a foul and I break a rule, coach isn't going to run me off. So I don't have to push as hard. I can withhold some of my commitment. That's not the case here. It might have been here the last couple of years. And listen, if Dan Mullen didn't have bad actors either, Dan Mullen didn't put up with a whole lot. He did put up with some. I'm not going to sit here and say that he was so heavy-handed and uh, consistent in the application of standards that, uh, that he wasn't above criticism. But by and large, Dan Mullen and his staff recruited good players, recruited good people, and then held them to a standard. And that was the thing with Dan. If you did stupid stuff, you, did, you didn't get to stay, and you, you didn't get to play. And then we've kind of had a, a relaxing of the standards for a couple of years. And now we're having a, you know, taking some corrective action. And uh, there's some growing pains. It's the reality of life. You and I are held accountable. At least I know that I am. I mean, I've got, I've got numbers I've got to hit all the time. And I'm sure many of you do as well. There's, you know, if, if I don't produce, I don't get to keep getting the check. The checks stop coming. If I'm not disciplined in my behavior and I don't you know, abide by the rules, and it's just like writing books. They don't write themselves. I can't just sit here in front of a laptop and all these words start appearing. I've got, you know, I've got a publisher that has me on, on deadline and says, hey, you need to have this chapter this day. We need, to, we need to get this done. Get these edit notes back to me. We've got to rewrite this. I can't just say, nah, I'm done. Go ahead and run the book. These people are investing a lot of money in me in the hopes of getting some money back in return. And so I have to respect the responsibility and the opportunity that I have by abiding by the rules and the guidelines that are set by the people that write the checks. That's life. I mean, you can't walk into, you know, there's sometimes too, and I'm going to get off my soapbox after this. But there are a lot of times too, it is easier for us to explain away our own failures by saying that it is a personal issue. Well, they have something personal against me. You know what? I fired over 100 people in my career, and uh, I'm not proud of that. But at the same time, too, it was necessary for long-term development of the organization. And it was never personal. I'm not there to make friends. I mean, if we can be friendly, that, that makes the uh, co-worker arrangement that much better. But at the end of the day, I've never fired anybody simply because I didn't like them. There are a lot of people that I have worked with that I don't like. There are a lot of people that I have worked with that I would never choose to be friends with because we just don't have a whole lot in common outside of the fact that we work at the same place. We showed up every morning, collected a check from the same organization. But when people are producing and people are doing their job and people are not causing problems, you can kind of ignore a little bit of the personal rub. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's not a fraternity. It's an organization. When it comes to this football program, it's about winning games. And if Mike Leach believes that, you know what, these guys need to leave for the betterment of the program, then that's not what needs to happen.
we don't have the benefit of practice. We get to see a little bit of a tainted uh, window, uh, I guess really kind of a painted window through the eyes of social media. We don't, we're not privy to all of the facts. And so I encourage you, rather than blame Mississippi State first, understand there's at least two sides to every story, and there, there's, there's always blame on the person that has to leave. Always. Always. Nobody runs off their best players just because they don't like them. Nobody is going to risk a $5 million a year job to prove a point to somebody they don't, quote, like. So when you read that nonsense on Facebook, just ignore it. Stop responding to that. Stop perpetuating that nonsense. All right, time for the top ten list. I want to thank our, our buddy Roy for putting the uh, playlist together. You can guys, you can thank him for that. I already got our top ten playlist together. Just waiting for me to give the go-ahead. I sent him the list this morning, trying to get ahead of the game. A little bit later recording than I wanted to be. I actually got home late after book signing, stopped and saw my sister Reagan in, in Canton and visited with her kids and got some hugs from my nieces and uh, and can't appear to see you guys. But I uh, got home, started to record late last night, but uh, I was too tired. I thought the show would somewhat suffer. Got a good night's rest, so here we are. Top 10 list, as always, brought to you by the fine folks at my bookie. I know some of you guys like to have some skin in the game. And maybe you don't know where to, uh, to put to expose your skin, right? Well, you can do that at MyBookie. Visit our friends at MyBookie.com. There's so much to kind of you know, put some, uh, some financial investment in. Between the NFL, college ball, there's just no shortage of games to watch. And with thousands of lines of available uh, you know, sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with your friends at MyBookie. If you're the type of person who likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a parlay together with a bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games more exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real cash cow. Don't forget the underdogs. It's usually us. They have a ton of value. But in the NFL, there's not a lot, really, a lot of underdogs. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. Game spreads, championship futures, prop bets. It's never too late to get in on the action, start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Sign up at my bookie, and when you do, use promo code Boneyard to claim a deposit match for match, dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You bet five hundred bucks, they're going to give you five hundred more to play with the house money. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your own winning season. That's promo code Boneyard to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. All right, so top ten list today. We're going to go back to one of the most iconic bands of the nineteen eighties. Boneyard listener James King. Reached out to me a few days ago and said, hey, Steve, you hadn't done a Bon Jovi list yet. And I actually have about 10 lists written down that I need to do. But John Bon Jovi, uh, one of the, uh, the 80s heartthrobs, right? And everybody had Bon Jovi records. Everybody did. Don't say you didn't. And everybody's sung along. And everybody's had those great moments. I remember the first time that I saw Bon Jovi, February 13th, 1987, in the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum, Bon Jovi and Cinderella. It, it probably the biggest jump in their tra- trajectory as a band on the Slippery When Wet tour. Outstanding, outstanding show. Went with some friends of mine. All of us, we weren't old enough to drive yet. So uh, Colby Ortega's mom drove us. And we went and we wore all our Bon Jovi shirts to school the next day. Because that was the deal. It was the school nights. We'd go to the show, but we had to get up and go to school. So we all spent the night at Colby's house, went to the show. Seen Bon Jovi a few times since then. It's a great show. So I got a lot of honorable mentions, so we'll get through these quickly. This is going to be a long show today. So here are my honorable mentions. Uh, Wild as the Wind off the New Jersey album. I'll be there for you. Raise your hands. 
lay your hands on me, Tokyo Road, in these arms, bed of roses, who says you can't go home, something for the pain, thank you for loving me in one wild night. <clears throat> there is a connection to John Cohen in one of his honorable mentions. And I don't know, I don't think John remembers this, because I mentioned this a while back, <clears throat> a couple years ago, and he kind of gave me the deadpan look like he didn't remember. So when John was hired to be our baseball coach away from Kentucky, uh, Bon Jovi had a huge hit song on the radio, Who Says You Can't Go Home? And so John referenced that in his interview uh, with Gene Swindoll. And said that was one of those things, when he heard the song, it kind of made him feel like it was, it was the right time for us. And so, John, if you're listening, maybe put that on your playlist for a while and remind you of those days when you first came home to Mississippi State because you were able to come home. All right, so here's the top ten list. My top ten Bon Jovi songs. No solo stuff, so there's no Blades of Glory or, or Miracle or any of that stuff. Uh, this is just, no Richie Sambora stuff either. Even though I do love uh, Stranger in This Town, I love that album. And In um, It For Love, all those things are cool. So here we go. Bon Jovi, top ten list for our friend James King. Number ten, off of These Days albums. One of the best. I didn't do a lot of love songs on this list. This is one of them, though. And it's actually, ironically, entitled This Ain't a Love Song. Great tune. It's, um, the writing on it is very different. You know, because like it's like uh, it, you know, if the pain that I'm feeling is gone, if the river I'm crying is not long, then I'm wrong. This ain't a love song, and it, but it is a love song. It's one of those things, very clever in the writing. Go check it out if you have it. Number nine, off of the seventy eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit album, and and they opened for Rat on the on the Invasion of Your Privacy tour. Bon Jovi was support. It was like they went from the so the Bon Jovi self titled album, seventy eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit, which really allowed them to take a step forward. They opened for Rat on an invasion of your privacy, and then Slippery and Wet Drop, and then Bon Jovi became a headliner for life. And so, but on this particular album, 7800, they were with Rat. That's kind of when Rat ruled the world, too. Uh, In and Out of Love, absolutely great tune. Great tune. Uh, number eight, Have a Nice Day. That's the title track off that album. And uh, David Bryan does a good job on the keys here. It's a little more of electric sound, electronic sound, I guess you'd say. Number seven, off of New Jersey, the second single off of the New Jersey album. And this was one of those ones that uh, everybody listened to. But it's Born to Be My Baby. Uh, loved that song. As a matter of fact, I listened to it yesterday in anticipation of this list. I probably listened to uh, probably 50 Bon Jovi songs yesterday. Number six, the first one, the one that really got them going, was Runaway. That's number six. Love the keys on this one. Uh, and John had not really found his voice yet, so there's a couple of notes in there that are a little rough. It's like before he was able to kind of get up there and develop as a singer. And so when you hear that first album, you'll know that that's kind of you know John in his in his infancy as a singer. And so late in that, that song, he kind of he hits a high note and he doesn't really hit it, but uh, but it's all good, John. Number five, one of the later hits from uh, Bon Jovi is "It's My Life" off the Crush album. Again, great keys here. The video is actually really cool, too. If you haven't seen it, maybe go check that out. And now we get into the top four. And we've had the same love song, In and Out of Love, Have a Nice Day, Born and Be My Baby, Runaway, and It's My Life. These, the, the, four, the four that are left, to me, I think that it's one of those things you could probably, you could make an argument for all four. But I think number four is probably the one with the thinnest argument, which is why it's four, and that's Bad Medicine. I love the writing on this. I absolutely, I think the, lyrically, this is a really, really strong song. And for those of you that remember that you were around during the MTV generation when they actually played music, Sam Kennison was part of this. He was in line. 
uh, they, they were doing a video, and they were going to let the fans shoot the video. They gave people cameras, and all, they could keep the cameras as long as they turned in the video. And so then they, the fans shot the video uh, for Bad Madison. But, uh, again, lyrically, it's a really creative and cool song because your love is like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I need. Now this boy's addicted, your kiss is a drug. Yeah, cool stuff, man. Cool, cool stuff. Right now, there's somebody saying, man, as soon as this show is over, I'm putting some Bon Jovi on. I'm glad that's the case. But now here we go. The, the top three, all of these off the iconic Slippery When Wet album. And uh, a little trivia question for you guys, for those of you that keep up with this. I actually have a Slippery When Wet tattoo. I do, because I am a Bon Jovi fan. And I got most of their albums. I hadn't picked up the last couple. Uh, I don't know that the songwriting's been quite as strong. But uh, but be that as it may, I like Bon Jovi. And I have uh, the original cover. This is back. It's funny. John Bracato tweeted out today about uh, the PMRC and all that sort of stuff. We had a little short discussion on Twitter about that. But the original cover for Slippery When Wet uh, had a very, uh, shall we say, well-endowed female that had a t-shirt that had been altered and it had the road sign the slippery when wet road sign on the, t- the shirt well they changed it and then they had like this uh the water droplets on a like a black you know surface and then they wrote out slippery when wet so just to show you how uh how sensitive we were back then but number three for me is living on a prayer and uh, that Living on a Prayer was like the video on MTV when we went and saw Bon Jovi in 87. And so we all wondered, would they would they fly? You know, because like on the video, you know, they have the, the cables and they kind of lift them from the stage. And we wondered at the live show, would they do it? They didn't do it. Uh, but we were expecting it. And uh, that was part of the anticipation. But Living on a Prayer, you could make an argument at times, this might be the best Bon Jovi song. I, I don't know that you would, the hardcore Bon Jovi fans would agree with that. But, uh, you know, Tommy and Gina, what a cautionary tale. At some point, we've all, you know, started a life with somebody and, uh, you know, table for two on a TV tray. I mean, you know, that's, that's what you got to do sometimes when you're young and in love and trying to make a life for yourself. And so it's kind of a song of inspiration. It's Living on a Prayer, cool tune. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to Nerd Wallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year, managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup, Putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year. And me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, 
and we go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing, the versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. I think these last two, I think everybody would agree this is probably the top two Bon Jovi songs. And I know most of you would say, I know what number one is going to be, and you'd be wrong because it's number two. That's Wanted, Dead or Alive is number two. And I know that right now people are thinking, Steve, you blew it. No, I didn't. I didn't blow it. I didn't blow it. But it's an iconic song. Uh, one of the things that's always kind of, though, as much as I love the song, it's like, John, you're from New Jersey. You know, I'm a cowboy. You're from New Jersey, man. No, you're not a cowboy. Uh, it's, it's always been kind of silly, but, uh, listen, I know a lot of that's metaphorical, but, uh, great tune about life on the roads. Video's great. And having a chance to hear them play that live and Richie Sambora on that 12 string guitar. It's, it's incredible. It's an iconic tune, probably the Bon Jovi song in the minds of many, but for me, number one, the song that really took Bon Jovi from being a supporting act to being superstars is you give love a bad name. I mean, even now, when I listened to this stuff yesterday, you know, when those opening bars of that song, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 15 years old again. You know, I'm 15 years old riding down Highway 98 in a Ford Escort with a, with a static magic stereo, and I'm feeling good about life, man, because even though I didn't know a lot about love at that time, I knew a lot about, uh, you know, people that gave love a bad name, you know, and uh, everybody has had that moment. Everybody's had that person they told you they loved you and they really didn't, or perhaps they fell out of love with you and they faked it. And uh, and so when you sing it, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's some songs out there you just kind of sing the words because you know them. But I think everybody at some point is saying you give love a bad name with all that they have, and they've thought about the girl or guy that broke their hearts, and they mean it and probably have those tears well up in their eyes of anger. So you give love a bad name. To me, that is the Bon Jovi song. That is the one in my mind, that just kind of catapulted them from uh, you know headlining clubs and, and being a support act to being worldwide rock stars. And so that's why I go with that one. If you have an idea for the top 10 list, reach out, let me know. And some of you guys are so kind to do it. I, I respond to all the requests. I don't always do all the list because I can't do them justice. And I've had people say, hey, Steve, what about this? And they bring up players. And, and uh, there's some lists. I've got some that people requested a couple months ago that I'm still kind of thinking about. You know, because I want to make sure we do a good job, and I don't want you to think that, well, he just kind of threw this together. I enjoy talking about 80s rock. I enjoy talking about rock and roll all the time. 
but did, we, this in the last week or so, we've had uh, Barry Manilow, and now we've got Bon Jovi. And uh, still got Elvis to do at some point soon, too. I was going to do Elvis today and then uh, got excited about the Bon Jovi list, so we did that. So we'll, we'll cycle back to Elvis next week. Um, hopefully, we're not singing about a heartbreak hotel after a, a tough ball game at, at Alabama. All right, so uh, we're going to get ready to preview the, uh, the SEC weekend. Brought to you by the folks at Hawthorne. You guys know what a fan I am of Hawthorne. I have not had a negative experience with any of the products from Hawthorne. I love them all. And uh, I get to kind of pick and choose my advertisers. Thankfully, this show has done really well, and so I get a lot of opportunities to, to book advertisers. And I, and I have to kind of limit it at times. Sometimes I get sent ads and say, hey, you've got to run this. We've already got a contract on this. But by and large, I get to kind of pick and choose. And so anytime Hawthorne joins, I, and they kind of renews with me, I want to run those, and I have never turned them down because the quality of product are so great. So if you're thinking about making some personal changes to your own self-care routine, Hawthorne is absolutely the way to go. A lot of you guys don't know where to start. You're wearing cologne that doesn't fit you, uh, and perhaps you're wearing com- you know, kind of competing scents. You know, Maybe your body wash doesn't work with everything. You're getting a symphony of scent when you work with the folks at Hawthorne. It is a premium tailored personal care brand that makes it easy for guys to feel and look their best. It's about smelling good, and when you smell good, you feel good, you perform good. Go to their website. It's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. That is just C-O, okay? And take the quiz. It's really simple. They're going to ask you things like, what's your favorite drink? How do you spend the night out? Do you smoke? They give you all these options so they can kind of figure out which products best fit you and your preferences. I've had them all. The body wash, the shampoo, the conditioner, uh, the lotion, the cologne. But to me, the cologne's a headliner. You get the work scent and the play scent. You're going to be very happy with that. It's going to be the best cologne you've ever worn. It is for me, I can tell you. And I've, had, I've tried them all. You want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne's fun, convenient way to get super high-quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on all orders and returns. If you don't like the products, they'll even retail them for you based on your feedback. So do what I did. Go to hawthorne.co and use promo code BONEYARD to get 10% off your first purchase. That's hawthorne.co, promo code BONEYARD. Go check it out. You'll be glad that you did, and so will all the people around you. All right, we have six games on the schedule this week. I don't think there's really any toss-ups this week. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I know it looks that way for a couple of these games, but um, I don't think that there is a lot of surprises. And you know what? When we say that, there ends up being some craziness because it's 2020, you know? That's kind of become the catchphrase now. Ah, uh, well, 2020. Anything that happens is kind of out of the norm. We say, well, it's 2020. Anything can happen. I think this one probably follows the script, though. You know, the first game of the day is Georgia-Kentucky. And Kentucky, again, they are so consistently inconsistent, right? I mean, and let's be honest. Okay, they're a missed field goal away from beating Ole Miss and making Ole Miss 0-5. But they didn't make the kick. And then they have a chance to tie and force a double overtime, and they missed the kick. Or I guess they kicked in Ole Miss. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. They missed an extra point that uh, probably would have forced them to overtime. And then they go destroy Tennessee in Knoxville. And then they've laid eggs ever since. Uh, they, they could be 4-1. and one. They could be 1-4. and four. But they're 2-3, and three, thanks in large part to Mississippi State giving them a football game. Uh, I like this Georgia team. I know that, uh, that Alabama kind of smashed them in the second half. But uh, I think Georgia 
athletically, despite the fact they're playing in Lexington. I think Georgia's going to go win this game, and I really don't think it's going to be close late. It'll probably be a tussle for a little while. But, you know, Kentucky went to Mizzou and looked awful. I mean, they looked awful on offense. So what do you do this week against arguably the most athletic defense that you've played all year? I say next to nothing. Now, since we say that, Kentucky will find some type of offense. But I think as long as Terry Wilson's their quarterback, they're going to be very pedestrian on offense. Uh, Joey Gatewood, probably a guy for down the road. He has not shown much already. They're trying to kind of implement a two-quarterback system there. You know, I kind of believe, uh, you know, what Steve Spurrier says. You know, when you got you know two-quarterback system, you don't have a quarterback. But uh, even though he did that at times, you know, sometimes he would change them back-to-back plays. But uh, I just don't think – Kentucky has much of a chance to win this ball game unless Georgia really gives them a chance to win the football game. I don't think they will. LSU at Auburn, that's your CBS game. It's been a weird rivalry over the years. It really has been. That LSU-Auburn game has always been, you know, it used to be kind of competing for who would be second in the West. These are two teams that have struggled. I think Auburn has struggled more in recent weeks, though, uh, despite the fact they beat Ole Miss last week, you know, and and in a crazy game, it's like neither one of those teams wanted to win the game. They they just whoever made the last big mistake, which was Ole Miss, lost the ball game. LSU two and two, but they may have found something with T.J. Finley. You know, I talked to some LSU fans just yesterday and said, you know what, the Miles Brennan era is over. He probably needs to go ahead and transfer out. T.J. Finley looked great. He really did. I think LSU is going to be able to score. I don't know that Auburn can score with them. You know, Auburn's scoring, I guess, in the mid-20s now. Uh, And listen, Seth Williams is an absolute stud, 440 yards receiving on the year. I think that he will have uh, an opportunity to make some plays, but he will likely draw Derek Stingley more times than not, which will likely remove him as a passing option more downs than not. And Bo Nix is a guy that's kind of shown that, you know, I like Bo Nix, but I'll be honest with you, he's a little bit – behind what I expected him to be this year. I really thought he would have had a better uh, a better year. And, of course, it's still time to turn it around. And he did make a you – know, put a big drive together last weekend uh, to win the game against Ole Miss. Even though this game is on the plains at Auburn, I just think the LSU offense is going to be too much for an Auburn defense that is kind of trying to find some playmakers. And I think this probably turns into a track meet, and I don't think Auburn can keep up. Old Miss at Vanderbilt, the uh, Vandy of the West playing the Vandy of the East in the, their annual rivalry game in, Na- in Nashville, Tennessee this year. We mentioned Old Miss is 1-4. You know, Kentucky makes a field goal and goes up 10 late in that ball game. Old Miss is 0-5. And then many self-loathing Mississippi State fans' affection for Old Miss is probably completely evaporated. Uh, and, and I get stop. Stop right now. Okay, they're a 1-4 football team, period. They're a 1-4 football team. And uh, still have some uh, some losses to take. I still I told you guys at the beginning of the year they were staring two and eight in the face. Uh, this is probably their their two right here is beating Vanderbilt. You know, look at the schedule here. Just running out the Ole Miss schedule. What they have left. Let, let let's be brutally honest here. Okay. Would you pick Ole Miss to beat South Carolina today? Probably not. Even though the game's in Oxford, South Carolina's going to go in there and run the football. Then Ole Miss has to travel to A&M. Would you pick Ole Miss in that game? No. State's going to be at Ole Miss. Anything can happen in that game. Then they travel to Baton Rouge. 
out after this Vanderbilt game, there's not a single game on the schedule you look at and say, you know what, Ole Miss should win that game. There are going to be some games you can say, yeah, Ole Miss could win that game. But would Ole Miss, should they win those games? I think they should beat Vanderbilt, and I believe they will. I even though that I think Derek Mason has always kind of given Ole Miss fits. You know, even in the games that Ole Miss pulls away and kind of wins late, Derek Mason puts a good scheme together. He does. The guy knows how to coach defense. He just hadn't been able to recruit athletes at a high enough level to put together a competitive team. But they've given Ole Miss trouble. Even when uh, when uh, they, they were throwing the ball around to A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, Andy was in there and competitive. I mean, listen, this is one of the better rivalries in the league. I mean, it really is. And we're, we're about to find out who is the true Vanderbilt this weekend. Ole Miss or, or Vandy. This week, this year, the real Vanderbilt, the champion of the Vanderbilt Bowl, is going to be Ole Miss. All right, let's go. Uh, let's get to our next game here. Arkansas and Auburn, A&M, excuse me. I, I think this could be the game of the day. I really do. I, A&M is number eight. And I'll be honest with you, as much as I like what I've seen from A&M, especially Isaiah Spiller, I love him. I think he is a great back. It kind of feels a little bit like fool's gold. I mean, it, it really does. When you look at AM, you say, you know what? Are they really that good? You see that number eight next to their name, and you assume they should be. But are they, are they really just a team that's kind of beaten up on, uh, you know, some, some average to mediocre teams? And I would say to you that's the case. I mean, they lose to, they lose to Alabama handily. They battled there for a half, and then Alabama was just too much for them, and that's going to be the case for a lot of teams. I could see Arkansas winning this game in College Station because I think right now that Sam Pittman and his crew feel like they're playing with house money. It's like, hey, we've already beat State and Ole Miss. You know, what do we got to lose? Those guys are beginning to believe. And I got to give Sam Pittman a lot of credit. And when they hired him, I think we were all thinking, I mean, you go hire Georgia's O-line coach? I mean, come on, are you kidding me? Nobody wants that job. Why? I mean, it just goes to show you what a bad job Arkansas is. They got to go hire Sam Pittman. And now they look like geniuses. They should have beaten Auburn. The SEC officials stole that game from Arkansas. So you could say right now that Arkansas should be 3-1. and one. I, Listen, I thought State had their opportunities against Arkansas, but down the stretch, Arkansas made the place to win. They won the game. It wasn't just us losing it. You know, the, granted, we threw that pick six. Ultimately, it was the, uh, proved to be the margin. But the bottom line is late in the game, when they needed to put the game away, they made the plays. We didn't. They won the game. They beat Ole Miss worse than, than they beat us. And, and, again, I think it's one of those deals where it's, uh, you know, it's the foundation. They come down here, they beat us, and then all of a sudden they're feeling good and thinking, hey, we can buy in here. We can believe in what our coaching staff's doing. And then they force uh, Corral into, what, six interceptions. Matt Corral kind of reverted back to what everybody thought he was. And then that carried over into the next week, into the Auburn game. Barry Odom's doing a great job there. But uh, I won't be surprised if Arkansas wins the game. But I, exp- I think A&M will have just enough. I think late in that ball game, Isaiah Spiller will be too much uh, for Arkansas. Uh, Missouri at Florida. Missouri full and good about life, too. They beat Kentucky, mediocre Kentucky team, and they beat an LSU team that's just slightly above average. But they also beat that LSU team, you know, before they had T.J. Finley. So it'll be interesting to see how the freshman handles things this week on the Plains. But – you know, Dan Mullen and those guys are 2-1, and one, and it feels like forever since they've played a game. I mean, it really does. They were supposed to play LSU. They had the COVID stuff, and Dan got COVID. Uh, then they had the bye week. And so 
They've had plenty of time to kind of get ready for this ball game. Dan and him have no excuse, but uh, you know, knowing Dan the way we do and, and familiar as we are with the Mullen Malays, I can see him letting Mizzou hang around for a while. I think ultimately that, that Florida will out-athlete Missouri and win the ball game there in the swamp. But uh, we, we know Dan. You know, we, we know Dan better than anybody. And this is one of those games that maybe at the half that uh, Mizzou has a lead or they're within a score or whatever, and then the, the natives get restless. And, and you know, Dan's a big-game coach as far as uh, making games big, but there are games like this where he often plays down to the competition. Eager to see what happens with that. So, again, uh, you're winners, and we'll preview State on the backside of the break here. But um, your winners, in my mind, are Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Florida. I think it's going to be a good weekend of college football. Your Mississippi State preview brought to you by your friends at Keeps. Listen, not all of you have the luxury that I do to have these luxurious logs. A lot of years, a lot of time, effort invested in this hair. Uh, and maybe you'd love to. Maybe you'd say, you know what, Steve, I'd love to be able to grow my hair long if my job would allow it or if, uh, if my scalp would allow it. And so for many of us, you know, for me, like my trademark is probably my hair. And uh, a lot of people see that. And uh, you may feel the same way I do. I'm kind of protective of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't want any drama here. It's one of those deals, you get a haircut, you feel better about yourself. I, I don't. Some of the worst mistakes in life that I've made are haircuts, so I, so I stopped getting them. But some of you guys, when you get a haircut, you realize you got less and less to cut. We get in our 20s and 30s, and we start realizing, you know what, starting to lose some of this stuff, what am I going to do? Do I wear a ball cap? Do I just wear it short all the time? No, you don't. There's no need to panic. Let's face it, nobody's ever ready to go bald. So go ahead and take some, product, some proactive steps with our friends with Keeps. It's a simple way to, to keep your hair. Did you know that two out of three guys are going to experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time we're 35? That's a staggering number. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home. Yet you, don't have to, you used to have to go to a doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. How easy is that? They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months. You can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. You can handle it all right there online. Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Prevention's key. Keep treatments typically take between four and six months to see results, so it's important that you act fast. I would do it today. The sooner you start, the sooner the Keeps can work for you and maybe save your hair. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. Just 10 bucks. What a small investment to make. It's something that's so worthwhile for you. So here's what we're going to do. If you're ready to take action and you've been putting it off, maybe you don't want to go to have that doctor's appointment. Maybe you're embarrassed about it. Maybe you're just thinking, you know what, I'll just make the best of it. I'll get a braised cap or a steak cap and feel good about life. You don't want to do that. You can't wear a ball cap everywhere. So if you're ready to take action today, go to keeps.com slash boneyard to receive your first treatment, month of treatment for free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash boneyard. Again, keeps, K-E-E-P-S.com slash boneyard. You'll be glad you did. You'll look better. You'll feel better. Go check it out. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm not going to sit here and... You know, 
give you guys any false hope. I think State's going to come out and play hard the ball game. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think we're going to come out we're going to play hard. I do think that we'll see both quarterbacks play tomorrow. We've only got two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. Honestly, I will be a little bit surprised if we start Will Rogers. A little bit. And I think a lot of it is just kind of for his long-term development. Do you want to try him out there against the number two team in the country? I mean, listen, nobody's expecting us to win. We can go out there and play loose and fast. But I think you probably play KJ and then let Will watch a little bit and give him a chance to come in. But who knows what the old Pirate's thinking. You know, he, who knows? He might go out there and just throw caution to the wind. He's had two weeks to get ready. I think we're going to see some new wrinkles, and I think we're going to see a better performance from the team. I just don't think we have the talent to run with Alabama. I don't think anybody does. And listen, I've seen some people say, hey, we're, we're going to shock the world. I would love nothing more. And as crazy as year has been, if it happened, which is so incredibly remote, that's what everybody would say is, man, look at Mike Leach. And, you know, but here's the deal. Mike Leach and his staff and his team, they need to go out there and compete. They need to go out there and compete. They don't need to give the game away. That, I think that's what Bulldog fans are hoping. I don't think anybody expects a win. But can we go out there and compete? We have struggled to score points in Tuscaloosa, and some of that's been through our own ineptitude at times. But let's go out there and say, you know what, let's go get some of these guys. Let's go play a little bit and see if we can't make a game of this. Uh, I picked it. I think I – think, Bama puts it away uh, you know, probably pretty early in the second half, which is kind of what they've done to everybody else. Uh, I picked it 38-10, and some people would say, oh, you're picking us to cover. Uh, I just My honest opinion is I just don't think that um, with the Mississippi State defense, I don't know there's anybody that could blow us out. I think we'll play good enough defense to kind of slow them down. We'll get some stops, and I think Jalen Waddle being out is big for us too, and I hate that for him. But uh, I don't know that we have anybody that could cover Jalen Waddle. I think we'd almost have to do that by committee. Not that there's not other explosive receivers. You know, Slade Bolden's a guy that's coming into his own. And, of course, Smith, one of the most prolific receivers in the country. And so it's going to be a real challenge. Mac Jones is playing exceptionally well for Alabama. So I do think Alabama wins this game handily, but I, I don't think it's one of those things where we go out there and embarrass ourselves. Does that make sense? And that's my hope anyway. My hope is, is you know what, if we go out there and go three, and four, three, four, five, six plays and have to punt and we're not throwing touchdowns to the other team and that we're moving the football a little bit, then I think our fans will say, okay, we've got something to build on here. And that's really the, the point now. Again, I don't think anybody expects us to win that game tomorrow. I don't. But I want to see us take some positive steps to prepare us to beat Vanderbilt next week. Because at this point, I don't think there's a Mississippi State fan out there that feels like, you know what, there's not a game on the schedule that we can look at and say, we've got, we're going to win that game. Now, I think our defense is going to keep us in every game. And if, and if we, we'll get some offensive production from somewhere along the way, if we can just be average on offense, we can win three or four ball games down the stretch. I just don't think Alabama and Georgia – or two of those possibilities. I think the talent differential between us and those two programs is exceptionally large. The rest of them, you know, Vanderbilt, Auburn, Missouri, Ole Miss, if we go out there and play a good game, we can win those games. I think we'd almost have to play a perfect game against Alabama or Georgia and then probably have to get a non-offensive touchdown or two to win those games. And so I'm not banking on that. I do think that uh, based on the things that I've heard is that, um, you know, that we're going to go compete. We're not just going to show up and say, okay, what's well, Alabama? And that's kind of how it felt in 2016, if you guys remember. You know, we go out there and play, and it, it seems like, if I remember correctly, it's like the bus got there. I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know, we just kind of showed up and went through the motions. But Nick Fitzgerald, I thought, really battled that day. 
that's the day, too, if you remember when Jamoral Graham picked off Jalen Hurts and nearly returned it for a touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, we, we did not play well, and uh, I fault our staff for some of that. We did not compete, and I think Dan kind of saw it that way as let's just go over here and play this game because we have to. But Nick Fitzgerald that day earned the respect of the locker room because he was an absolute warrior. Alabama beat him to death, and he kept getting up. And the next thing you know, we kind of turned some things around and we began to play and, and kind of built from there. And so I hope that we have a similar respect for some of our players after this game. I don't want to go see anybody get beat to death, but you understand my point. I want us to be able to come to build from this and find a little esprit de corps and kind of put, move forward with this. And so that's the hope. Again, I think Alabama wins big, but I hope that we can compete and kind of make a game for it a while. Uh, Campus Bookmart, your friends there, Stan the Man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. I will be with them next week. Uh, we're down at Mistletoe with Jackson. I'll be there, I guess, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then uh, in the day on Friday, and then I'll scoot back to Stark Vegas and uh, cover a ball game on Saturday. So excited about that. It'll be a busy week. Uh, so there's so much about all of that. That is so much fun for me. And I know that it is for you guys as well. It's much different this year. There's going to be masks. There's going to be limited, uh, you know, admission. People have to come and st- you can't stay all day. You just come and stay for a couple of hours or whatever. Uh, but it's a different deal. But if you're looking for Mississippi State merchandise, you're looking for Christmas ornaments or Christmas gifts, visit them at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, and that is BSR which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that gets you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. You can outfit your home, your pet, your RV, your office, anything you need right there at Campus Book Mart. And if they don't have it, they can usually get it for you. They stay on top of things. Kathy Brown, a great buyer. Anything that's maroon and white with an M over S on it, she's got it. Absolutely. And listen, I saw this really cool Jolly Roger blanket. I've been thinking about it ever since. Not that I'm a big blanket guy, but I like the Jolly Roger. And uh, I just feel like it's calling my name. Like it's calling me and says, Steve, come get me. Come, come get me. Because I think that, that blanket probably belongs in my house, even if I never use it to cover up. I think that blanket wants to be at my house. So I am probably going to go get that sometime soon. You can get one too. Let's talk recruiting a little bit. Since we were together, two Carson Williams commits that happened. Uh, you know, and if you guys have been listening to the show or you subscribe to Gene's page, it's something we've been uh, forecasting here for a couple weeks ever since we offered him been expecting him to uh, to commit native of forest mississippi a product of uh, scott central high school there originally signed with arkansas state transferred from there to mississippi gulf coast community college to just to kind of reboot his career and he thought he had a chance to be an sec lineman now he will be also a december grad he'll show up here in january and as one of our astute posters on gene's page pointed out yesterday and i missed this this year's eligibility for junior college players doesn't count against them either so now we're going to have four years to play four with Carson Williams. Four years. A typical Juco goes two, but this guy was going to have three. And now that this year doesn't count against him, he'll have four years to play. He had the red shirt year at Arkansas State. Then he gets the mulligan year for 2020. So he will have four years of eligibility. So this isn't like going and signing a high school guy in that respect because of the fact that he's already had you know, two years in a college weight room and program He's matured that much more physically. And so when you begin to look long-term, it's like, yeah. I mean, this guy's going to be, you know, what, a 23-year-old man. You know, 24, maybe even 24. You know, by the time he finishes up Mississippi State. 
by that same token, Nevonta Q. Strong, Bug, was going to have two years, and now he'll have three years. And so when you begin to look at this, these decisions that are made by the NCAA and now the NJCAA, this year doesn't count. Well, now all of a sudden it makes better sense to go out and sign junior college players, especially those that have two and three years to play. That's pretty exciting you begin to think about it. Now all of a sudden I think they've made this decision. A lot of people are going to be saying, you know what, hey, let's, uh, let's go get some more JUCO guys, right? If this year doesn't count against them, instead of being two-year guys, they'll be three-year guys. And then this Carson Williams thing, four, four, four years. It's incredible to think about. You get the benefit of signing a high school player, but also the benefit of getting a junior college guy that's two years removed from high school that has already matured a little bit, uh, understands life a little bit more, doesn't have to set an alarm clock in the morning uh, at somebody else's suggestion. This is a guy that's got some maturity on him and some physical maturity as well. That makes this Carson Williams thing an even bigger deal to me and say, well, we'll see he's only got a handful of offers. You know what that's so? How many high school linemen have we signed over the years that only had a handful of offers, and now we've got a guy that's got uh, you know two years of experience under his belt, and we still get the benefit of four years eligibility? That dog will hunt. I like that deal a lot. Uh, so what's next from here? I do think we take another high school offensive lineman, and then I think that finishes up on offense, unless running back Jalen White wants to come or wide receiver Deion Smith. Then in that case, we would probably we pivot and adjust there. you got to make room for guys like that. I think they're both difference makers and potential NFL guys. There's no way you turn those guys away. And then you look at the, you know, we've got to go out and get a couple defensive ends. We've recently offered John Lewis, Germantown linebacker, and, and he's picked up Ole Miss from Florida State in recent days. I'm told that you know, he's got some work to do, but he, he should qualify. There was some concern about that early on. I don't know if there's a linebacker in the state of Mississippi having a better year than John Lewis. He might be the top linebacker in the state. And it's not a great year for linebackers in Mississippi, and some of that too is also – we didn't get the benefit of the spring evaluation period or summer camps, and so there's some guys out there still kind of flying under the radar. And it seems like every time I pick up Twitter, since their high school game has been canceled or rescheduled due to COVID, and so there's still some guys out there that aren't able to showcase their skill. But then John Lewis is beginning to emerge as a guy that's a big hitter and a guy that's very quick to the football, and everybody needs those guys. We've already got a handful of linebackers committed, but um, could see – uh, John Lewis jump aboard, too. State hadn't offered just yet. We'll wait and see how things progress. But um, all very, very interesting, to say the least. And probably need to go get a defensive back somewhere. I don't think Cortez Eatman is going to be in the class when it's all said and done. So uh, that's kind of how things stand with your recruiting update for today. So 21 committed uh, with the recent attrition. There is now no, gar- no, no doubt we're going to sign to full 26. And does that mean we save a couple spots for post-spring uh, grad transfer type guys, possibly so, but there are a lot of guys already in the portal, and, and what you'd like to do is to be able to sign a guy in December and have him enroll in January. And so that is something your staff is kind of pouring through now to see what the options are and to see what players you know, kind of fit Mississippi State. Keon White, a guy, a potential grad transfer out of Old Dominion. It's a guy that's uh, on every watch list out there. You got a chance to go get him and add him to the team because we're going to need to generate some pass rush next year without Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer, who have both played exceptionally well. We're going to miss those guys next year. We've got some talent coming up behind them, but in between them, there's kind of a gap there. There's some guys that haven't realized their potential. And so you probably benefit from going and getting an older defensive end and adding him to the roster. Uh, and so I think Keon White, too, would have two years to play. I believe that's correct. It's been a while since I've looked at uh, his information. So – that's your recruiting update for today. We'll try to we'll try to do this, uh, you know, a couple times a week. But uh, again, twenty one 
commitments, currently ranked 27th in the country, right there on the cusp of the uh, top 25. And what's interesting, too, is two of Mississippi State's commitments has not, have not been evaluated yet. And so once those two guys are evaluated, you're probably already in the top 25, and you still have room to add five more commitments. And so there's a realistic chance, that despite the fact of a global pandemic, no in-person recruiting, no summer camps, no spring evaluation period, and in Mike Leach's first year at Mississippi State, despite all of those things against him, that he could sign the first top 25 class of his career. And how cool would that be? Speaking of cool stuff, my friend Brooks Bryan, and if you don't believe that I, if you don't believe me when I say he's cool, you can talk to him and he'll convince you that he is. Brooks, uh, great friend of the program, was a diamond dog, still a diamond dog, I guess you would say. I don't ever believe you outgrow that. I think it's kind of a lifelong designation. Brooks put one of the developers for a new residential complex right here in Starkville, Portico, loaded off Garrett Road behind Hilton Garden Inn and the Chrysler Jeep dealership, just over a mile from campus. And how cool is that? Easy access to Highway 82 and 25, and if you're like me, I try to avoid 12 as much as I can. There will be 51 houses total in development with 18 in the first phase, nearing completion now, just about move-in condition. be 33 houses in the second phase, and that will begin construction after the turn of the year. Houses range from 1,300 to 2,000 square feet, from two-bedroom, two-bath, up to four-bedroom and four-bath. Portico includes a walking trail and a pavilion area. Uh, And so, again, I'm a firm believer in doing business with Bulldogs whenever I can. You should be as well. Uh, Brooks will also tell you he robbed a home run and sent us to Omaha uh, against the University of Washington. I I always bring that up, and and it's uh, his lovely wife. Brooks is definitely a nice guy, but uh, probably, like many of us, married above his head. Uh, I joke with him when I see the two of them together. I always ask her, I said, I don't know, do you know that Brooks caught that ball and robbed it home run? And she goes, are you kidding me? We've got a picture of it in our living room. It's wonderful. You can talk to Brooks about it, too. Give him a call at 601-416-8075. Brooks will get you guys lined up and get you more information about Portico. It's going to be a great place and uh, one of the new, fresh communities here in Starkville. Probably the best one to kind of go with now. All right, and uh, I mentioned to you guys, too, what, what else has been going on this week. You know, we had the uh, the book signing. I guess we started in Tuesday out at Philadelphia at Stribling Pharmacy. If you weren't able to make it out, I guess we left about 60 signed books there. They do they sold a ton of books last year for Stark Villains, and I appreciate my fans in Neshoba County uh, going out and supporting Stribling Pharmacy. Go give them your business. And then on Wednesday, we were at the uh, – uh, the, Lew- the Louisville Rotary Club, it's always great there. They actually did a uh, Facebook Live with me. You can go back and watch that and see all the things I had to say. And uh, left no books there. And then also Capital Girl last night. Sunday, I'll be downtown from 12 to 4 at Book Martin Cafe. So if you're in Stark, we're doing some early Christmas shopping. And, and ladies, it's less than two months from Christmas. Okay, it's time to get moving. I know this year has been a difficult one. But uh, you can go by and see me uh, on Sunday. Uh, I'm down there most Sundays when I'm in town. Try to support Miss Carolyn Abadie and that crew down there at Book Martin Cafe, but they've been wonderful to me uh, over the years. And so anytime we can help them uh, ring the register, we want to do that. And again, next week I'm, I'm going to be at Mistletoe and so um, in Jackson. And uh, so we'll probably have to do something a little different um, when it comes to uh, the show on Friday. I don't know if that I'll do it remotely. Uh, I'm planning to stay down there. Instead of driving back and forth every day, I'm planning to stay down there. And so I'll probably just bring the gear with me and just record uh, Thursday night. So hopefully we'll have that, that Friday show up for you early. And so 
that's the plan anyway. Uh, and then we'll hit the road to Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Mike Nemeth and I are going over to cover the ball game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I, and I know I'm correct about this, Mike and I have been in every game this year. Won't always be the case. I don't think Mike's going with me to Georgia. But, uh, you know, we're going to have two, at least two people at every single game, home or away. You know, when, uh, when we're at home, we got the whole crew working. Uh, but, um, you know, listen, win or lose, home or away, we're going to do our best to give you guys a good effort. And uh, there are going to be some good days to come. I know it's so easy to get down because we're thinking, you know, I think the best-case scenario we expect it to be 5-5. Five and five. I think right now the best we could hope for is 4-6. and six, And I don't even know if we'll get there. But we're building towards something. And I know that a lot of people out there, it's so easy to get negative and you want to blame, we want to blame the coaches. We want to blame uh, Dr. Keenum and John Cohen. We want to blame, uh, you know, President Lee and Doc Fogelsong. And, you know, it's, you know it's, there's, no long, there's no end to the list of people that we want to blame when things are going poorly. But all sunshine and no rain makes a desert. And uh, I think it's important to kind of understand that as we move forward. We're going to be okay. We're going to win some more games this year. And uh, this is kind of kind of set a foundation for us to kind of move forward. And that's the thing, too. If you want something you've never had, you got to do things that you've never done. We always talk about, you know, it's, it's you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We don't, we don't seem to want to apply that, you know, when it comes to Mississippi State football. It's like, you know what, hey, you know, we're just happy going to ball games. I, I, I'm not just happy going to ball games. You know, I remember how electric it was in 14, how much fun it was in 98. We went to Atlanta. Uh, I want to get back to that. I want to challenge for some great things. And in order for that to happen, you know, we've got to do some things differently than we have in the past. And so we bring in Mike Leach. And I know it's, there's some detractors of the air raid right now, but and it's, and it's not because of the offense. It's because we're losing, right? If we stop turning the football over, we're not going to lose the way we have been. That's, I don't think there's a single team that we played right now that you would say that it was able to out-athlete us or had better talent. We just turn the football over. If we can just play clean on offense, it's amazing to think what we could accomplish. But I still think that we have some memorable games ahead of us of the good variety. At least that's my hope. That's going to do it for today. I hope you guys are well. And we'll be back with you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. But until then, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.